This is the CQ on Congress coronavirus special report, an update on the policy news about the pandemic you need to know from CQ Roll Call reporters in Washington. I'm Jason Dick. Today is Tuesday, October 6, 2020. For those keeping score at home, another round of COVID relief appears to be dead. Moments before Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin and Speaker Nancy Pelosi were to talk by phone this afternoon about their latest offers and counteroffers, President Donald Trump said he was instructing Republicans to walk away from the table and focus on confirming his Supreme Court pick. That came just a few hours after Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, again, said more stimulus was needed if anyone wanted the economic recovery to continue. The financial markets noticed, and they weren't happy. The Dow Jones Industrial Average closed down 1.3%, the S&P 500 tumbled 1.4%, and the NASDAQ Composite finished down 1.6%. Senior staff writer Lindsay McPherson explains what happened. The latest round of COVID relief negotiations broke down on Tuesday as President Donald Trump announced on Twitter that he was telling his representatives to stop negotiating with Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Trump sent a series of four tweets Tuesday afternoon saying that the talks would end because Pelosi is not negotiating in good faith. Specifically, he pointed to state and local aid as an issue, which he has referred to in the tweets and publicly as Democrats trying to bail out poorly run states. State and local funding has been an issue in Speaker Pelosi's talks with Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, who had been the lead negotiator on behalf of the Trump administration, and they had not resolved it as of Tuesday. Pelosi had been briefing her caucus Tuesday afternoon on a conference call when Trump sent the tweets, and she on that call had told House Democrats that her Mnuchin weren't close to an agreement, in part because of the hang-up on state and local aid, as well as a number of other issues that they had yet to resolve. Um, But Trump, by tweeting, took public responsibility for the talks ending saying he had specifically, he said he instructed his representatives to stop negotiating until after the election. He claims if he wins the election, that Republicans will pass a major stimulus bill focused on Americans and small businesses. Obviously, Democrats might still be a factor considering they're projected to remain in control of the House and potentially have opportunity to win the Senate majority. So even if Trump were to win re-election, this promise of additional stimulus will still require some cooperation with Democrats. So it's not clear what changes between now and the election, but what we do know as of Tuesday is the talks have effectively stopped. Pelosi and Mnuchin had been scheduled to talk Tuesday afternoon, and they did continue with their phone call, but they did not continue with negotiations. Mnuchin just relayed to Pelosi. Trump told him to walk away, and Pelosi expressed her disappointment that they weren't going to continue negotiating. And as of now, it seems like things are at a standstill. Some initial reaction rolling in Tuesday afternoon from vulnerable Republicans and Democrats is that negotiations should continue, that a deal is possible and was even potentially close. Um, But it doesn't seem like the leaders will reverse course. Um, Absent that, the House is not scheduled to return uh, before the November election. And the Senate will be able to focus its full attention on the Supreme Court nominee, which Trump had mentioned in the tweet is part of what he wants. He wants McConnell to give his full attention to that. 
Trump's announcement also had come after he had a phone call with Mnuchin, McConnell, and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Um, that's not clear if they hatched out the plan on the call or Trump made that call on his own, but McConnell did tell reporters afterward that he supports Trump's decision that it appeared a deal was unlikely to happen and that Republicans should focus their efforts on things that will produce results. Meanwhile, the FDA ignored pressure from the White House and issued tougher guidance for approving a COVID-19 vaccine. Staff writer Emily Kopp tells us what's next. The Food and Drug Administration today released non-binding guidance to drug makers seeking an authorization of a COVID-19 vaccine. In this guidance, it states that drug makers should collect safety data for two months after vaccination. That pushes the timeline for when we can expect a vaccine to be authorized past November 3rd, Election Day, which is when President Donald Trump has promised a vaccine will be available. This is meaningful because press reports have indicated that the White House has tried to interfere with this guidance and delay it being published uh, specifically because of this two-month requirement that really casts a lot of doubt on the president's uh, rosy statements about when we can expect a vaccine. And FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn um, said on Twitter today that the reason that they released this information is because they wanted information to be available as soon as possible for an October meeting of an advisory committee. Um, This is a group of academic experts outside of the FDA that guides FDA's decision-making on approvals usually, but will advise the FDA on the authorization of a vaccine. And this is significant because a lot of experts say this outside advisory committee could be a guardrail against political interference at FDA. And that seems to be the case today. We also have President Donald Trump in the days and hours since he appears to have um, you know, recovered a bit from his bout with COVID-19 really praising the drugs that he's taken, including this experimental drug, um, a monoclonal antibody treatment made by Regeneron. We don't know a lot about this drug. We do know that it won't be available to most people. We know that the company is only making it available for less than 10 people before it gets authorized or approved by the FDA. Um, And once it is authorized, a lot of experts say that The global production capacity for this type of drug is really limited, so it won't be available to everybody and it could be pricey. While we have the president sort of downplaying the severity of the pandemic, saying, you know, don't be afraid of this, we have great drugs, the fact is he's getting much better care than a lot of Americans could expect. That's going to do it for us tonight. For the CQ Roll Call Newsroom, I'm Jason Dick.